Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Can't touch this. Mike, you got some business for us? Uh, Yeah. So basically, you guys know the drill. Follow us on Facebook. Like and share the Facebook page. Follow us on Twitter. Our Twitter handle is... Yeah, it comes natural pod. And then after you do all that shit, you head over to iTunes, you rate the podcast, subscribe to the podcast, and review the podcast. Cody! Comes naturally, we are. Joe. Mike. I am Cody. Welcome to this week's episode, everybody. Happy almost week after Rogue One comes out as of recording, but when you hear this, it'll be at least a week. Or you can say Merry Christmas. Not Christmas yet. It's a lot closer to... It could be Christmas when somebody's listening to it. Yeah. Well, it also could be Halloween when someone's listening to this. It's very true. Uh, that's an old episode at this point. Right? In that case... They're yeah. revisiting stuff that has to do with Rogue One coming up to the episode nine, or 8. Mm. So. Because this oh my God, I'm so play. excited about episode 8. Dak, let's listen to everything Rogue One. And this has to do with Rogue One. But first, <laughs> Michael, uh, do you have anything for Mike's Wrestling Minute? Uh, No. I could say the New Day lost their tag team titles. They had their titles for, for a record 484 days, 85 days, something like that. Oh, that's well over a year. Yeah. The, they're the tag team champs for a good long time. Finally got beat the other night at the pay-per-view. Wow. Uh. That was interesting. But other than that, I haven't really watched anything, so. Uh, a proceed. A proceed. All Joseph, right. how about some science? Give All right. Some science. Drop some knowledge. Drop some knowledge, motherfucker. Uh, coming, from, coming to you from sci.org, uh, data from Grail Spacecraft suggests that moon may have large lava tubes. Uh, a team of... Our moon? Our moon. Oh, yeah. A team of researchers from Purdue University have found evidence from lunar mapping spacecraft that the moon may have a large lava tubes that could conceivably use to house astronauts and supplies. In the paper published in the journal Icarus, the team describes their study of data from NASA's Gravity Recovery and Interior Laboratory, also known as GRAIL, twin spacecraft, and outline the evidence for large lava tubes. That's it for that one. Okay, I was yeah. like, well, it ended really bizarrely. Why? Like, What's more? You like use like large lava tubes? Nope. Transitioning. Okay. Gotcha. Unless anybody has any other input into it. Speaking of lava tubes, no, go to we'll your next wait. point. We'll wait. <laughs> Speaking of lava tubes, uh, this one coming from uh, National Geographic: Ooh. Rainbow Snake Klingon Newt among 163 newfound species. Uh, all these were found in 2015, 
uh, in the biodiverse greater Mekong region of Southeast Asia. Uh, a rainbow snake and Klingon's, Klingon newt are among the whimsical new species discovered in the greater Mekong region, scientists announced today. A uh, new report published by World Wildlife Fund unveiled, uh, well, there we go, WWF. Yep. Yeah. Uh, unveiled 163 new Mekong species to the world, all of which were found in 2015 alone. One of the most uh, species-rich spots on Earth, the Mekong, and its river encompasses parts of Laos, Cambodia, Thailand, Myanmar, and Vietnam. Over the last 20 years, biologists have discovered nearly 2,500 new species in the in its mountains and rainforests. And some of these are pretty weird-looking things. Like uh, some of them are obviously, if you guys look, they don't give like names of all of them. But like the rainbow snake, you can definitely see like yeah. the rainbow coloring on it. You you have like weird bats, but then fucking iguanas and uh, let's see, where was the newt? That's the Klingon oh. newt. Yeah, yeah, totally. But you can totally see it yeah. right there. Yeah. Almost Romulan too, the way it wraps around the a little bit, have yeah. The big ear thingies. Yeah. Calm your nerd down. Don't be jealous. Don't be jelly. That was the worst <laughs> thing you could have said. Oh really? Don't be jelly. I'm trying to match oh, you. Oh, don't say that. That was bitching. That no, well, that's fine. That's better than <laughs> bitching. Uh, that's better than the s word. Uh, the next article coming from the S word. <laughs> the S word. Snaps would get you. Yeah, it's it. But isn't it just O snap to get you, or is it just snap? It's it's both. Okay, just yeah. checking. Anything with snap in it, because fuck that. Uh, the next article coming from National Geographic as well. Deep sea ghost shark filmed alive in ocean for first time. Uh, the odd looking fish, which sports a re- uh, retractable sex organ on its head was also spotted in the northern hemisphere for the first time uh deep dive deep dive deep deep down into the ocean long past the point where the sun's rays can penetrate and you will enter the realm of ghost sharks also called chimeras ghosts ghost sharks are dead-eyed wing-finned fish rarely seen by people relatives of sharks and rays these deep sea denizens split off from these other groups some 300 million years ago even though ghost sharks have been gliding through the depths since long before the dinosaurs. We still know very little about them. Now video recently released by the Montgomery Bay Aquarium Research Institute in California has shined new light on these mysterious creatures. And it has a good picture here of what this creepy fucking puzzle-faced like thing looks like. Yeah, I saw that picture, and, like, it makes it look like it's a Frankenstein fish. Right. Like, some crazy scientist found a way to, like, reanimate fish parts, and is like, I'm gonna build a super scary fucking fish thing. It, that would be super fucking scary. I mean, come on, fucking Frankenfish? Uh, and he's the guy they're gonna get to make the real Jurassic Park. Maybe. Yeah, we're mm. fucked. <laughs> that guy's a sicko. Right. Uh, let's see, and to round things out for what I've been doing. Let me load it up here. Ah, load. <laughs> uh, bu- bu- bu, where are you? And for some reason I can't find it. No, oh, there it is. Sky this week. Come on. Starting as of this will be released on Friday. There it is. December 23rd, Uranus 
Sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. He said Uranus, and I couldn't. I was just. And it's funny. You know. Uh, it'll be visible in the night sky around uh, it climbing to its highest point in the south around uh, 7 p.m. local time. Uh, Saturday the 24th, you can look for a lone bright star that hangs low in the southwest, south-southwest during the early evening. And December 25th is, uh, this year provides a stunning Christmas star for, e for early evening viewers. And that's it for Joe's Science Minute. Boom! Science, motherfucker! All up in your face! Alright, let's talk about some uh, actual space events that happen. Alright, so space events that happened. A little thing called Rogue One came out yep. last Friday. Mm -hmm. um, it was it good. It was rad as fuck. Yep, pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> pretty good. You got your goddamn mind pretty good. Pretty great, you mean? Yeah. Mike, yeah. give us your impressions. Uh, boop, 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 I'm R2. Yeah, not that kind of impressions. Uh, <laughs> like how I felt about the movie? Yes. I like, did a lot. A lot. Um, a lot. It, was, it was weird. The first thing I noticed was... Um, no word um, crawl. Spoilers, well, by the way. Yeah, no word crawl. <laughs> We're going to have some spoilers. Next. I thought uh, they announced that there was going to be no word crawl. No. Because this is a there side was rumors. movie. There's rumors. But, no one but it was nothing it. confirmed. Oh, okay. So when it when you know the a long time ago in a galaxy far far away came up, you're like, all right, and I'm expecting to hit some hard music and word mm -hmm. crawl, and it just cuts away to scenery. I'm like, oh, okay, well, it does have some hard music because goes, and then you see yeah. the planet show up, but, but it doesn't like, have like the yeah. ship that's coming. But you're you're preconditioned at this point. We've had you know seven far, far Star away. Wars movies yeah. where we get that, yeah, yeah, and we get a word crawl and kind of gives you. I totally get why they didn't do it. It was just like, oh, okay. That's right. This is not an episode. This is mm -hmm. something else. So, all right, cool. And then the other thing that wasn't um, like distracting or anything, it was just like something that I noticed watching the movie is obviously it's a Star Wars movie, but it had a very different feel to it. Oh, yeah. And that's what the uh, makers went for. That's yeah, they, they, wanted. they totally wanted to. And everything from like the music was. You know, it was Star Wars music, but we haven't heard it, yeah. you know, before. And it it fit. It, it was just really strange because it was, it was very, very familiar, but also very different at the same time. Mm -hmm. Like, so they, they struck that balance pretty well, I thought. And I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, but the one, it's not even a negative it's just the one thing that if I could change anything out of it was um what's the guy's name uh, Cassian, Cassian yeah, yeah. Cassian. I didn't like that guy really I don't yeah the actor, the actor? yeah okay. really something about the actor I don't like I I thought the rest of the movie was casted perfectly like everyone I'm like yeah I dig I you know I buy him is that I, I dig that I dig this blah 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 but after watching it the second time I'm like. Yeah, I don't really like this guy. And it doesn't really take away from the movie. It's like I was watching stuff to like see, you know, after this, the first time you watch it just to enjoy it. The second time you watch it, you're like, all right, well, let's let's pay a little bit more attention to some of the background stuff, see, you know, things that I missed and yeah. whatever, see if I can pick up references that I'm sure I missed the first time. 
Um, but then like that was just a thing that came to me too. Like halfway through watching it the second time, I'm like, nah, I don't think I'd buy this guy in this mm. role. But it doesn't take away from the movie. I just don't like him. Mm. Well, it sounds weird. It does. Sounds but, like a bad negative, but it's not. It's just like as long very as it nitpicky. Take away from the, no, still the enjoy it. I'll your, still watch yeah. it multiple times. But yeah, that's that's really it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, like you were saying about the when I first walked out of the movie. It, I described it as like uh, uh, having the feeling of a Saving Private Ryan. Oh yeah, and uh, and a Star Wars movie, obviously. And then listening to uh, some of the interviews that the like the director and whatnot have done, they said that that's that was the feeling that they were trying to go for, especially with the beach scenes where you know it just shits going. Well, down he and, used the director used actual like fairly famous pictures from like real war situations mm-hmm. and recreated them in certain. So there's frames that are literally recreated and ripped from actual history. Reused or reused. Yeah. yeah. And I think we're getting more of a grittier movie here where, well, where fucking seeing, spoilers. Everyone fucking dies, dude. Well, it, not it's everybody. not, it's not so much as that. It's but it's, the cat main cast. Of this movie does die. Yeah. It's literally the graying area of the, the, uh, the, it's warfare. The rebels. It's warfare. But, but even from the beginning, where Cassius shoots the dude Cassian. in the back, Cassian, sorry, shoot, shoots the dude in the back. Like any other Star Wars movie, that wouldn't have come into it because all the good guys are good guys. But did you see him shoot him in the back? Yes, you did. Mm, did like, you though? Yes, I did. I saw a glowy light. Maybe he just tased him. Make he's sleeping. He's <laughs> and then that way the stormtroopers leave him alone. He's totally sleeping. I just shoot him in the back. He's space with my sleep gun. Yep, space sleeping. He's space sleeping. Yeah, no, totally. not a dude dead. That dude's Faux dead. Show. Then, well, then the best, the worst part about that is later, Cassian even mentions like the uh, that her his sister's gonna be looking for him. Yeah, I was like, God damn, you're brutal as fuck. He knew it. Yeah, brutal. Uh, so we get to see that side of the resistance. This you know not so good side. Not so. Oh, I'm just trained to be a Jedi. Do do yeah. do. You know. Trying to be the ultimate good guy. Uh, I also, I, I, you guys probably picked up on all the stuff too, but I love the little hints or Easter eggs that they threw into the movie. You, you see the blue milk sitting on the on the counter towards yeah. the beginning. Uh, you see the the two guys from uh, uh, from Mos Eisley in uh, A New Hope. You know, I thought that was pretty funny. Oh, you you do? I'm, okay. I'm building a list. Okay, good. Then we'll we'll just go into that. What else? Anything else? Uh, a lot of people had problems with the CG from Grand Moff Tarkin. Look, I I will say yes, you could totally tell that it was CG, but they still did a phenomenal job with it. Uh, better than what anything else that I've ever seen out there. Uh, some people were saying that the that okay, Grand Moff Tarkin was really go- was good. But the Princess Leia was was somehow worse, and I, I don't really see that. I just think, I don't know, you kind of know what Carrie Fisher still looks like, whereas Grand Moff Tarkin, you know, the actor died in 92, was it? Something like that, yeah, a while ago. Yeah, so, you know, that's you still have that image of him from A New Hope. From a new hope. And Carrie Fisher, we obviously saw in uh, Force, Force Awakens. So... To me, it was it, it was still absolutely phenomenal uh, CG on both sides. On that point, though, I've seen it four times. 
I've seen it twice in 3D. One really bad 3D because it's super fucking dark. One in stupendous 3D. I saw it once, or now twice in, in regular, but one on large format, which was today. Mm-hmm. This was the best that either of them had looked. Oh, yeah? By far. Yeah. Because large format, you would think you're going to see more of the flaws, but he looked clear. He moved. It seemed like he moved a lot better mm-hmm. in this. The first time we saw it, which was Thursday night in 3D, that was the worst one because it was super dark. And a lot of scenes were just like just completely just blah. Mm-hmm. Like the part that I noticed the most the second time I saw it in 3D is when the AT-ATs walking in the in the in the smoke. You can actually see it before anything else. Mm-hmm. Before it clears the smoke, you can actually see the imagery in it. When we saw it, couldn't, yeah, we couldn't at tell. all. It was just like that. It was so badly done. Like the, like I kind of want my money back kind of bad you know what i mean that's what sucks about theaters is but like, i don't want my money back because I, I right I, I like the movie but, but man, that's, it was rough that's the thing that sucks about theaters is that you can have a totally different experience of a movie just because of the theater that you went to yeah and this one we saw in large format today and even some of the stuff like the detail on vader when he's in his back to tube was way better in this mm. like you could see the outline of him more in it even on this than the, even like the regular th- movie we saw on sun like regular uh, digital performance we saw on, in on Sunday, mm-hmm. you could see a, like a cloudy figure, and this you could actually physically see into the tube. And then when it starts to drain, you see even more like his gross, melty skin. Like oh. the fact that he's being held up and his, his arms and shit aren't attached yet. Uh-huh. Like I didn't even catch that the fir- the first couple times mm-hmm. until then. I was like, oh shit! Like that is legit. That is Vader. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. If you guys couldn't tell from <laughs> that. Um, mm-hmm. More so than I thought I was going to, by the way. I knew I was going to like it because it was Star Wars, because I'm, I'm a sucker for the Star Wars. But, man, they fucking nailed this movie. Because I've said this to several people. It feels like it's not a Star Wars movie, but it has all the elements of a Star Wars movie. Right. It has the, the crazy creatures and the vehicles and the space fights, but you it feels like a different movie but it did not enough and it doesn't just join it from anything else mm-hmm. it just feels like it's a different take on a star wars movie but feels like it belongs it's really weird to say it but it just it was so well done like it's the the visuals are fantastic the story is ama- is really good um the actors i i mean i i don't really i don't have mics hang up on diego luna as cassian um but uh, Captain Cassian Aldrin or something like that, right? Um, but uh, the one thing that got me is, like, the story itself, like, was fucking dark. Yeah. Like, dark. Like, we... It goes along with uh, with Disney's uh, motif of murdered moms and, you know, absent fathers. Right? I thought about the same thing at the <laughs> beginning of the movie. The mom <laughs> dies right away, and I'm like, oh, this is a Disney movie. Yeah, it's like, oh, definitely a Disney movie. <laughs> like, other than her not being a princess. Uh, that you know of. That we know of. Uh, <laughs> I mean, she could be prince of that fucking black sand farming land. Uh, princess Stardust. Um, but uh, it's brutal right away. Like... Yeah. Just right the, away just the tone yeah cool. like it's so like dark and stormy and it's the, like the black stormtroopers the death and, troopers are fucking yeah. amazing yeah um so much fun um oh so so amazing uh so yeah i enjoyed it a lot 
I do recommend, though, uh, if you get a chance to see it in the digital 3D, hopefully your screen's not as bad as our first one, because the second time I saw it was, the 3D's pretty phenomenal. Uh, the space battles are some of the best. One of the best scenes, I think, well, two of the best scenes I can think of. One was on the Kalmarian cruiser, or the flagship, you see um, General Raditz look down through the, the portholes, down yeah. to the, uh, the planet, Scarif. Mm-hmm. It looked so good in 3D because you could see the distance between him and the and the, the, the glass bottom, mm-hmm. and then you could see the planet, all the shit happening below. I was like, "Ooh, that's dope as fuck!" But uh, actually, a third one would be when the, the X wings are flying through the shield gate. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, that part's dope because like you have that over the. They did a couple times where you're on the like kind of over the shoulder of the of the the astromech droid that's in the back of the ship, like when it's flying. But that one, best especially because you're going right at it. You can see the ship kind of juddering because of the atmosphere and, like, just gunning it for it. I was like, oh, it's dope. Uh, but the best one, uh, again, spoilers, is Vader fucking those dudes up at the end because he comes walking towards you. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Down the hallway, and like he's literally feel like he's walking. You can see that distance of him walking closer. I was like... And then, like, the saber comes out. It's, like, coming at you. I was like, oh, this motherfucker. I do like how they began that scene because the the lights just go out in that part of the corridor. And it, it reminds me so much of, like, Alien or something yep. like that. Where That horror aspect. Uh, that yeah, horror all aspect. you can hear is his breathing. Like, yeah. a little bit. Well, the best part is when it when his breathing kicks in, like, heavy. Or it's like, oh, yeah. shit. And then the crazy there. You hear the sound of the blade. And it lights light, up and it lights side. up. And he's just lit up all red. And it's just him. There's uh-huh. nobody else with him. It's just him. And he's just... And there, it's funny because, like, there's that split second of, like, you hear everyone go... Like and then gasp, somebody goes, and then shoot! Goes, yeah, just start unfiring, and it just doesn't matter, because he's yeah. just like... And every shot, like, is going to be hit him, but he just flexed him off, and I was like, oh, this bad motherfucker. That's why everybody's afraid of him, because that is some scary-ass shit. Mm-hmm. Like, scary-ass shit. Yeah. Dope. Um, We'll go over some... Cameos. Before we, before we get into anything else, I have a question for you guys. And I, I've, I've asked people at work this. Uh, seeing how uh, well some of the other movies have done, even even the the prequel trilogy, would you ever think or want uh, 4, 5, and 6 to be remade? No. Like completely remade? No. You think that you... So you never, you never think that those would be remade? No, well, I think they ever be remade. Eventually, yes, because everything gets remade, especially something as big as Star Wars. No, it won't. Mm. I say that with a hundred percent confidence because this franchise now is going to continue forever. They're not going to remake original pieces of that franchise. 
while they're still pumping out new content. No, it won't be anytime like in our uh, like lifetime of age. Like we might be older. Like well, some of us might be alive, but like older, older when it actually happens. Like I'm talking like 30 years down the line where this has stopped being a thing. Um, and like they start doing those, that's the only time. I, but I, I don't want it to be done. And I think making this movie the way they did, and putting in a a Tarkin and a Leia and a Vader, uh, I mean C three PO and R two, um, obviously ties it into. Um, but I think it does a, a, a justice of saying, hey, we don't need to remake these. We need to make new ones and flush out the universe more. We need to take these one shots and these 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 Star Wars stories, and we need to kind of make the the universe bigger and more full of characters but let's not dwell on what we let what because the original trilogy obviously doesn't isn't bad in any means it's not bad but it could it, it, it could benefit from the uh, problem from is if update. you change some of the stuff like if you go through i'm not saying what you did what lucas did but yeah i'm not talking i'm not in, talking special but when you remake stuff. it Someone's gonna get the idea of let's remake it the way he originally wanted with with the instead of being Endor and the Ewoks it'll be uh, Kashyyyk and the Wookies because that was his original plan but because he couldn't get budget yeah but you've already got because you're still you, you're still trying to keep things within canon is what I'm saying well yeah but if they're remaking them at that point they can redo they can anything. redo whatever they want but you still have like episodes uh would that be seven eight seven eight seven nine yeah and so far and going forward you know and those are made will are and will be made off the idea of of what those we have events right now, yes. have already happened yep. so i'm saying is would you want it to be remade as is no no i, w- I mean i wouldn't want it to be remade anyways but what i'm saying is by the time they would do this because so eventually again we may not be close to being alive anymore uh eventually they're going to remake these with crazy you know future technology of not actually having actors and it's all like some guy just pokes on a keyboard and a couple weeks later he has Star Wars movies made off of a computer of some sort he just plugs himself in or whatever you know um, and but I mean that at that point they're just redoing it for the fact that in 30, 40, 50 years from now those movies are going to look that much different than even Rogue One did because of the fact they were shot on film and the the look of everything was so dated at that point because mm-hmm. Rogue One did a good job of having newer stuff but made it look like it could fit into A New Hope and Return of the Jedi and Empire Strikes Back obviously those are not in order um, but they that technology could fit into that into those worlds where like if you go back to the prequel trilogy there's shit that is like it just doesn't look like the same universe because everything's shiny and and things like that you know what I mean like because that was everyone's big big thing is like oh they had they had so much technology why didn't that push into the the you know why didn't that show up in the other movies? Obviously, we know why because they were made afterwards. Um, yeah, but I mean, because that's that's a lot of people's big gripe is, oh, it's so advanced. Why isn't that stuff I'm like because these were made in the seventies and early eighties, and this was made in two thousand. Like, there's a real big fucking difference in technology capabilities, and that's why someone like J.J. Abrams wanted to ma- like take a lot of the practical effects and use them and have more of that aesthetic of what the original trilogy had in it. And I think that with the Rogue One, they did a good job of mixing those two things where they had newer things, but they took and just made stuff you saw in the original trilogy, just made them better looking on film. Or, well, in, on the screen, I should say, because mm. it wasn't shot on film. But No. Like, the X-Wings looked like the X-Wings. They just flew better. 
they flew like they did in Rogue One or in, in uh, uh, Force Awakens. Uh-huh. They flew way better than they did in the original trilogy because obviously those were actual physical models moving around in, in a, on a miniature set where this was all just digital. There's no green screening. There's none of that. So they could manipulate them and move them like you'd want a starship to move, that sort of thing. Um, but to me, it doesn't take away from the fact because to me, if you look at the original trilogy, you're like, that's such a milestone the way they made it that that's its own thing. It looks the way it should. Um, but to your question, remaking it would be just, it would just destroy that. Hmm. I think. I think that it, it, that it could be remade. Honestly, the, the biggest challenge that you can have is in, in my mind, when I say remade, I, I pretty much mean not necessarily shot for shot, but uh, scene for scene uh, remake of everything. Uh, your biggest thing going forward would be actors and who would you get to play obviously you have a continuing series you would want actors that would be able to look like those actors as they grow up yeah just at this point you shouldn't so but at this point yeah it it wouldn't be something that would be favorable to do i know that there's tons of 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 star wars nerds that people would lose their minds arms and the reason why is because i mean at that point if you do that you have to remake uh, you you make the so four five and six you'd have to remake seven. Um, you'd have to I mean you could go you I mean you don't have to go back and remake one through three but you should to tie to to closely tie them together. See, I, I would actually say for that, for that yeah, it would probably be best if you're going to remake the three. You remake everything obviously, and you start from one one, and you continue forward. But if you just remake those original three you shouldn't have to go back and remake the well, no, uh, problem episode is one two and three well yeah you don't have to i would say there's no character except for darth vader that really carries over from Obi-Wan. you can yeah, finally but even then he's like in a you can scene. finally fix that that age gap that because alex mcginnis is was way older than he should have been if he was played by the same if he plays the same character that hugh mcgregor played from that because i mean there's really only 18 years difference between uh, Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope mm-hmm. and that dude aged like a motherfucker on that planet so at least unless living on Tatooine is that rough it could be uh, that dude aged poorly like you tried the years 18 Raiders. years was rough to that gentleman because at the end of Revenge of the Sith he doesn't really have gray hair but in 18 years he has drastic like just gone complete white and is like a rickety old dude it's like bro you didn't even lose limbs and Vader's moving better than you, kid. Like, mm. not much better, <laughs> but he's moving better. Mm. Exert a lot of energy killing those people in that hallway. Oh, God, right. Oh, hold on. I haven't recuperated. I haven't got my back to tank. Next um, question. So uh, we've gone over this before with the original trilogy. Uh, when, if somebody never have seen Star Wars, where should they start? With this movie, do you put that... Because I know some of you were were starting from the original three. Is it possible for you to put this movie in front of those original three and then have somebody go back to yes. the prequels? Yeah. Is that how you do it? If you if you wanted to give someone the capsulation of the story, you'd start with episode one. So it'd go one, two, and three. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you really wanted to be like hardcore, you'd make them watch one and two, watch the Clone Wars show. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about any. But of the... I would go one, two, and three. I'd go Rogue One, 
four, five, and six, and then seven. So you're straight from the beginning. Straight that they gives you your entire story straight through. You're not gonna try and, and surprise people with uh, "I'm your father." No, nah, because I mean you'd have to. It's hard pressed to find. Uh, not I, mean, I am talking about like that that weird the person new or, one new purpose or fucking yeah. aliens my, come down and you're like, look at this. My wife never watched Star Wars before we got together. She knew that. You know what I mean? Like Star Wars was not. It's in on the zeitgeist. It's just hard to get. It's past. just. Oh, no, it's a I, pop I culture thing. I, at I this realize point. that I'm asking for this like person that doesn't exist. You know. I I still I I would still show people out of order. I would show it in order of release. But now, but would you with still the trilogies, throw in Rogue One just as the explanation of how they got the because it because it does transition it transitions almost really nearly well. perfectly the, into the one thing about the prequel movies. Obviously, Rogue One's a prequel movie because um, it takes place before another movie. Uh, it's like a pre sequel. Um, yeah. Uh, actually, it's not even a sequel. I'm sorry, that doesn't actually fit because it's not a sequel to anything. <laughs> it's not like episode. It's like episode seven is a sequel. Rogue One's not. It's a prequel for sure. Right. Anyways, um, the the whole like, yeah, I would love to be able to to shock somebody with that. I'm Luke. I'm your father. It'd be pretty tough to do. Um, just in general. I mean, you have to find someone who's really like. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If I could just, if I was in a show, it's just like a group of kids who've never even heard of Star Wars, maybe. But then it wouldn't even land the same because kids are dumb and they don't understand things like that. Because I certainly didn't understand a lot of that when I was little. When I saw it, I mean, if I were like a preteen or teenager when I saw it, maybe I might get it. But when I was like four or five, like I didn't, I just thought it was cool to see dudes with laser swords fighting each other and spaceships blowing stuff up. I mean, that's, that's where you're at. So a lot of that's that whole thing where like it's the age gap and the understanding difference. But I think... The one of the cool things, if you were to play them in release order, like Mike said, is catching all the stuff they threw in for fun, mm-hmm. like these Easter eggs that we're going to talk about in a little bit. Um, little things like you watch the original original trilogy four, five, and six. You see the 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 transition of those of those characters becoming who they are. You know, Luke's transition from being a farm hand to being a fucking badass who's going to sacrifice himself no matter what to, to help the rebellion. Um, learning who his father is, learning who his sister is, blah, 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 right? Han becoming the hero that we always want him to be, and obviously later becoming the scoundrel that he was before, blah, blah, blah. Um, that's cool. And then you when you go back and you watch them, again, release order, so you would then go to the prequel, and you have all that little payoff stuff that, like, hides in there. Um, you know, you see Yoda, you see, uh, um, like, Yoda be younger mm-hmm. you know more spry you see the transition of anakin to vader um kind of like the the same transition that luke went through but didn't but, but fell you know what i mean like he started as a not a farmhand but you know someone down in the ditches uh became powerful but fell so you see that dichotomy difference between them but then 
when you go to the prequel or the new ones, obviously we only have one right now. So you, but you'd see the culmination of a lot of that, like payoff, you know, wise. And then you'd have Rogue One. It would just then show all these little things. Again, we'll talk about that were from other movies that they had in this. That because this movie does really bridge the prequel and the the original trilogy very well. Things like Bail Organa, um, Mon Mothma, things like that. Um, kind of brings it together. And you have like Tarkin in there, and obviously full Vader. Um, his in you know very end of the prequel trilogy obviously all the way through the the one original the one trilogy. movie we need though to really bridge the the two trilogies is the Vader's fucking uh, yeah. orders yeah, yeah the, which they mention in this the hunt down of the rest of the when Bail Organa is talking to Mon Matha and he says yes he's been hiding ever since the Emperor's Purge yeah uh, it would be dope to see that that's um, that's the only movie now that you really want to see in the for in between yeah that time frame that for that would link those movies not that would link characters. yeah that would link the 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 episodes basically no i get i i just think that we saw that and understand what what goes on with that at the uh, end i think of he's saying what would be cool is to see Vader is to see taking more another jedi yes. no cuz you the that's that's the the missing link though from the from the prequels to to the original trilogy you want to see more of order 66 of, of well order 66 was and was killing yeah the, the Jedi. clone troopers yeah, yeah. I want to see I would like the part of I like to see that is is the building of the Empire becoming what it is because it because it, it came from the 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 Rebel Alliance I would like to see the emergence of the the Galactic Empire becoming that um, authoritative force throughout the galaxy and Vader going through and purging all found Jedi's that he could get a hold of because mm-hmm. the the Order 66 wasn't just to eliminate all the Jedi. It was part of it. It was basically, it was the flipping of the control from the, the Galactic Senate to the Empire. So that was the beginning of it. And when you take out the heads, who, again, mostly were Jedi, because everyone else was a clone trooper. Um, but it wasn't just it wasn't just Jedi they were eliminating. They were eliminating, like, Bail Organa was, was targeted. And then the little Jedi came out of nowhere, and one, one that got away from Vader's original wrath. Um, and saved his life, then obviously died. But you know, Bale got away um, because of the sacrifice of that little Jedi. But they were targeting anybody in power that Palpatine knew was gonna be a problem. Mm. So that's the big thing about Order sixty six. But yes, I would like to see more of that too. But yes, to Mike's point, I would like to see fucking Vader hunting down and mercilessly killing anybody who has the ability to use the Force, because that's what he did. My only problem with with that is. I know a lot of people sit there and say, because that that's echoed through a lot of people that I've talked to. I wish I've seen Darth Vader do more because they they speak. No, no, to I'm, how, not, I'm not. Well, saying no, they, they, I want to see they, Darth Vader do more. I would they, like to see that. They speak to the fact that he's a very scary individual in this, and yet uh, you see him so very little of him actually doing stuff in the original trilogy. Here we get a you know a bigger snippet of him fighting in that hallway scene, but. My thing is that if you give people too much, it's not going to be no. But right. you, you it's don't not have be to be in their their imagination. It's like it's like aliens. It's like showing the full alien. It's not so scary. But if you keep things in the dark and you keep just hinting at things, then it's much more mysterious and scary. I guess you don't. But my point on it though is the only reason I brought it up because he mentioned that this one links the. Rogue One links the the two trilogies together pretty well, but I feel like 
there's a little bit of linkage to the prequels. Obviously, a whole lot to the original trilogy. I'm just saying there's there should be that other movie that's a little bit to the original trilogy, but a whole lot to the prequels, and that would be the the eliminating of the of the Jedi. And you can play that like a monster movie where Darth Vader's the monster, where you don't have to. It's like Godzilla. We you know Godzilla is super dope, and everyone loved it. But Godzilla only had like what twenty five minutes of screen time, if that. Something, something like something very, yeah. Mm. That's how you could play it. You could do it from you know the last two Jedi that were out there that let Obi Wan get away or something. You know what I mean? Like you can you can mess with the story and be creative about it. But one, yes, I do want to see Darth Vader do a little bit more. But I'm not saying in a full on movie of him just murdering everybody for an hour and a half or two hours. Give him a little bit more. Give him his one showcase movie. You know what I mean? And But obviously keep it limited so you can keep, again, that monster movie kind of feel to it and keep it suspenseful. But he should should get that one, one kind of shining fucking piece of cinema so, so mm-hmm. people have that. All right. So what are those Easter eggs in this movie? So, um, there'll be a few. Uh, so, I mean, this is, I just pulled a, I started pulling a bunch of different ones. Yeah, you did. Um, haha. So, Joe mentioned the blue milk. Uh, that was a big one. Yep, right um, away, just all blue milk. And it's just, they, it, it's cool because they zoom in on it right before, um, yeah. uh, Jin's mom calls Sakura, um, who's, uh, in his own way, a cameo, um, by the way. Um, again, linking another, another series, um, which is the, the Rebel series because he's actually in the Rebels uh, okay. TV show. Um, other ones would be like uh, the Death Troopers. Um, Death Troopers have always been a really big favorite for people. This obviously are showca- showcased a lot in this. Oh, yeah. um, they're Krennic's, um personal guards. Like the Emperor has the Imperial Guards, the red ones, um, which we, again, in the movies, we've never actually seen them do anything. No. Because all they do is stand there with their staffs, which people don't know they're actually vibroblades that can stop a lightsaber. Um, not, I mean, really, Vader around and Palpatine himself should be able to stop lightsabers, but it'd be nice right. not to have to, you know, make yourself do any work. Um, I mean, up until the part where Vader lost, he was sitting on his chair like, oh, now I have to do something? <laughs> Here comes Electro Powers, Jesus. Um, right. But little things like the uh, the Stormtrooper doll yeah, um, is just a little thing where, like, why would someone like Jen Orso have this when she's little? But then you realize that Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Her father uh, worked within the Empire. Like, he worked for the Imperials, so she would have access to a Stormtrooper doll like you would have access to a G.I. Joe. Yeah. That would just be something she had. Um, other ones would be like the uh, HAVWA6 Juggernaut, the thing that they were transporting the prisoners uh, in when Jen got escaped. That's from uh, books and stuff. Okay. Um, and what you don't see 
a little bit of it's very hard is the little personal um, walkers that the troopers use. You can see them off in the background, and they're just too, they look like ATSTs, but instead of it being giant, they're the size of a human that you can ride in. It's just an all terrain vehicle for personal use. Hmm. I can't remember what they're called, but they're, um, it's like AT something. It's AT, almost like ATVT in a way, because hmm. um, it's basically made for a single person to be able to go through harsh terrain in. Pretty dope. Um, so they're very, like, you can barely see them in there. Um, I didn't realize until I read some of these after the second time I saw it. And then Sunday yeah, and today. something like that, you'd really have to be looking so, at the background. So, yeah, right? dude. Like, people were like, I'm going to spend next four days just watching this movie back to back, which I would do if I had the money. Yeah. Um, uh, and then you see him in Revenge of the Sith uh, during uh, the the big guys. Um, you see him when they're on Kashyyyk. It's the big tankling things that drive through. So this is, in a, again, another link to the prequel trilogies. I'm saying that tech is still going through. Um, the Jet Jetta Marketplace uh, is in itself a nod to uh, many things. One is um, Mos Eisley, and the way it's set up is again, it's on a desertish planet. This one's obviously a lot less deserty than Tatooine or even Jakku mm. was because this had rocky terrain. Yeah, it did have a lot of sand, but this is more of a mountain terrain area, um, just not not very foresty whatsoever. Um, but it has a big presence because Jetta is where. Uh, is the only place in the galaxy so far uh, that anyone knows that you can get the kyber crystals for, which is what powers the Death Star's weapon, but also what powers the Jedi's lightsabers. If they destroy that and they have all of them, Jedi's can then not make any lightsabers. Yeah. Um, little do they know there's another planet. Um, spoiler alert. But uh, inside the Jedi marketplace, there's a lot of different things. So there's an, uh, one of my favorite ones that no one ever sees is RA7. Who is the black uh, dome droid you see at the on, at the Jawas when they meet when you meet Luke for the first time, Luke and Uncle Ben? Okay, um, he's the look has little tank treads and like little spider arms coming on the top of him. You see him; he's actually in the background, which I thought was pretty fun. Hmm. Um, but the um, probably the most one that everyone sees right away is the famous duo from the Cantina. Yeah. Um, so uh, <laughs> it's. Panda Baba in um, Evesian. Uh, so Evesian's the pig nose guy, and then Panda Baba is the butt face dude. Uh-huh. Um, they're the ones that obviously get in the scuffle. And I think what's cool about this is it's a direct nod because they run into Jin. She turns like, oh my God. And like he's like, gets in her face mm-hmm. just like Luke did in Most Lively Cantina. Yeah. So I thought it was pretty fun. Uh, we mentioned Kyber Crystals. Um, one of the things, though, that a lot of people have pointed out is. Um, Jin has a kyber crystal on her and it has Jedi writing on it. It does, yes. Um, a lot of people think it's uh, that her father secretly was a, a Jedi and that was his from his lightsaber. But when he dis- di- when he basically went away from fighting, he basically dismantled, his dismantled saber. the saber and made the necklace that he, uh, eventually his wife gave to Jin. Um, and it was supposed to be a symbol of like, hey, I'm who, my, I'm who I am. And that's... Uh, Later, it was said that that's actually a keystone, which is used to identify you as somebody within the order, I oh, guess. Um, so, okay. again, I don't know this. This is stuff I read. So, there's a lot of meaning. I didn't see it until today, actually, when she's looking at it. You see the for writing the last on time, one she side. sees it a little bit and it turns away from the camera, but you can actually see there's writing on it. Yeah. And they, the reason you that's supposed to be identified is earlier in the movie when. The rebel, uh, saws rebels take down the the transport. You see them pick up a kyber crystal that opened up. 
and they put it back in. The camera stops. It stops for a second in front of the camera, and you can see the writing down the side. And they put it inside the container. That's supposed to show you that those those have been marked as um, kyber crystals that can be used for something. Okay. Um, so the other cool one is that a lot of people don't know is you have um, Donnie Yen's character um, Chatur Inu, I guess that's what it's called. His name is, and then Baz Ma- uh, Malbus, who is the gun toting uh, guy. Um, um, Zhang Wen is his name. Uh, they're what they call um, wills. They are people who um, believe in the force and can tap into it, but can't actually use the the force as an ability. Um, so, even though uh, Malbus doesn't actually like pray to the the force like he does, obviously he's very guided in the force because his target is. Like he's always on target with his gun. Mm. Um, that's one of the the ways he can kind of focus himself. And then obviously Donnie Yen's character is a badass, and he's fucking kicking the shit out of stormtroopers, dodging lasers. Obviously, he's fine tuned his skill using the force. Um, and he's obviously a much bigger believer. He's a devout will, as mm-hmm. they call him. But wills were uh, the monks in charge of the Jedi Order that weren't actually Jedi, so like the priests, essentially. Okay. Um. So if if a bishop, because yeah, they say in the movie they're guardians of the yeah yeah, and they're referring to as the wills, but instead of calling the wills in the movie, they just call them the guardians. So people go, "What the fuck's a will? Who's will? Yeah. Is that who they keep firing at?" <laughs> um. So they're called the wills of the of the Jedi right. or of the Force, and that's where I or the Jedi yeah, wills of the Jedi. Um, so that's who they are, and those mm-hmm. the the little group they're with. Not that you get to see them. So that would be like they're... essentially like one step down in badassery from yes. the Jedi. So they can they can focus and use the Force to help them, but they can't exude the Force. They can't they it, can't yeah. grab people with it or or change your minds. They can just focus on themselves right. and things like that. Um, and then uh, so that's that's a pretty fun little thing. But you see a bunch of them, the wills there. Yeah, and it's all different races. So you see a bunch of them. That's what. That's why Jutta is such a diverse area because it used to be Jutta was the a holy temple yeah. um, and a holy city. Um, the name Jerusalem, Jutta, obviously uh, is there. So um, it's a it's a central area for all these different beliefs. Who's systems? Does it? Uh, I, mean, I might get to it, but the fallen statue. Who? who so that's is? not a fallen statue. That's actually carved that way into a mountainside. Oh, side. okay. Um, you'll see them. So those are just um, a bunch of different ways that ruins they use for Jedi just different Jedis so they would like oh, okay. a Jedi fall in battle they would make a statue of them things like that I don't know if that particular one was somebody uh, but a lot of people think it's Obi-Wan because he's supposedly have de- died and he was one of the most prolific Jedi in all of the things but that obviously that doesn't sound right no because that thing's old as fuck if you look at it plus it, it'd kind of be the last thing on people's mind to, to go carve a statue yeah. of Obi-Wan just after the Empire has taken over and yeah, it, exactly. it eliminated so, all Jedi yeah um there you see uh, uh, a hologram of a Twi'lek dancer. Yes, I saw uh, that, and that was pretty fun. Yep. Um, that was that was pretty, pretty dope in there. Um, one of my big favorite ones was Vader's castle. Yeah. Uh, this is a twofold one. One it's on it's on Mustafar, which is planet. the lava planet that created Vader in a way, uh, because when Obi Wan had the higher ground and he still thought he could take him, he jumped, chopped off his you know one good arm and both legs. Um, he's he slid down the hill, got lit on fire, melted. Then they brought him inside the facility, turned him. Uh, what most people don't realize, that's actually on Mustafar um, that was done. So his castle was built there, but it's built. Uh, it was designed to look like Ralph McQuarrie's original. Mm-hmm. Um, that was supposed to be used in uh, Return of the Jedi, but was never used. 
So we got finally got to see it on screen, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but Ralph McCurry, if you guys don't know who that is, the guy who designed a lot of the original everything. So he's the one that designed what the stormtroopers look like, what the lightsabers uh, look like, even though they don't look exactly because he had a bulbous design at the bottom that went to a peak, kind of like a rapier sword. Mm-hmm. Um, but he did a lot of that stuff. Um, it kind of says something about Vader, too. Well, obviously, we know that he's struggling now. Yeah. But that kind of gives you a hint that, you know, he's building his castle in the place. Essentially, either it can be considered the worst moment of his life or the, you know, the final step into the dark side, which could be the best moment or the worst moment. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's some type of... Because we know that area is connected with pain physically and mentally because that's where they she he finds out that Padme dies, too, um, and that he killed her, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so that's that's an interesting point that he would decide to do there because it's like, well, is he reflecting on the mistakes he made? Is he doing it to torture himself? Is he doing it because he's like, just fuck it, I'm all in on the dark side now, and <laughs> this is a dope ass place. To this live. is the only place I know. So yeah, that's that's a kind of cool little. It's also the first time you get to see Vader, n- new Vader, as we'll say, um, use uh, the Force choke. Um, for the first time, so it's and the only time really, really uses in this movie. I mean, he grabs a guy by the throat and throws him against the wall, but that's a little different than you know choking somebody. And it's cool because it's it's super. Like I thought it was super dope because he's walking away, Krennic's mouthing off, and all of a sudden he stops and you realize what it is, and he slowly turns and you see the hand, yeah. and then like he's he gives him that model monologue and then just lets lets go, which mm-hmm. is, I thought was pretty was pretty dope. Um. Uh, the components of the Death Star, you get to see it get put together. You get to see the dish get put in place. Um, you see the squadrons flying around because they're flying maneuvers in and out of the Death Star, which is pretty cool. Yeah. It's just, a, I mean, it's nothing crazy. It's not, obviously, it's not an Easter egg you can miss. Yeah, that's not really much of an Easter egg. Yeah, but it's just it's cool like... to see those components being put together. And the fact that they reshot and reused some of the scenes of them preparing it. Like when you see the guys against the 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 box unit, when that's it more of fire. Easter eggs, yeah, because that even transitions into the uh, the unused footage that they yep. used for them, which I will get to yeah. right now, actually. Um, uh, Yevon Base, which is pretty cool um, to see centralized, centrally used in this one too. Like it's you're there a couple different times, mm-hmm. um, which is pretty cool. But just to see all the different stuff, um, you see. Uh, the little box droid whose name is C... Well, you see R2 and D2 and C-3PO. Um, you hear them talk about Obi-Wan. You hear them talk about uh, Captain Antilles. I caught that. I was like... Who uh... I thought was... They were mentioning Wedge, but Wedge mm-hmm. didn't become a captain until f- for a couple years later because he wasn't a captain until Reven- uh, Return of the Jedi. This is his dad that they're talking about. His brother. Oh, his brother. Who's I a thought cap- it was his dad. His older brother who's huh. a captain on... Um, uh, is the is a captain, not the captain, but a captain in rank, not position. Uh, he wasn't a captain of the ship, but he was the ca- he was a captain on board Leia's cruiser when it got taken by Vader, and he's the one that actually gets choked okay. by Vader in the beginning of A New Hope. That's him, oh. and you see him outside when um, when Gail Organa or Gail or, uh, blah, Bail Organa is leaving from talking about uh, Obi Wan. Um, and they basically he needs to they need to you know find a way to be safe and she says do you have someone you can trust and she he says yes I would trust her with my life meaning his adopted daughter Leia whose ship is on board the flagship mm-hmm. 
and that's where Antilles is at. So pretty, yeah, pretty cool. Um, his name, uh, if I I don't know if it's on this one or not, it doesn't really matter. But uh, basically, Captain Antilles, uh, who everyone thought was Wedge, but um, he you can visually see he's not a he's not a pilot. He's actually dressed in the Rebel Alliance outfit with the weird little shell helmet and everything. Yeah, the super weird cool. helmets. Yeah. Um, there's a. This is where you get to see the first, um, first link to the Rebels TV show, other than Saw. Um, you get to see the Ghost, uh, which is a ship um, we talked about before on here, yep. I believe, on the show. Uh, but the Ghost is visually seen at sitting outside the hangar when um, Cassian and Jin are walking towards the Ewing for the first time. You can see at the front of it at the uh, there, and then later when the private is running towards um, Senator Mon Mothma to tell her about the fighting above Scarif Base. You hear the overhead announcer say a name, um, and it is... Um, well, it was not that one. Sorry. Uh, wrong one. Um, man, I lost it. You see, I, I can't remember her name from Rebels because I haven't watched it. General Sendola, that's what it is. Um, she says, um, General Sendola, she's a captain in Rebels, and she's the captain of uh, the Ghost, the ship you see. Okay. Um, so now she's an, a general, so it's pretty cool to see in there, too. Because they're talking, right, shouldn't they say, like, Rebels is going to end basically the the Rogue Run, basically? Essentially, yes. So basically uh. the break of... Um, so Saw Gerrera is going to show back up in the Rebel series, and him breaking away from the Rebel Alliance, becoming that the... The rogue, the rogue faction, but the the more uh, crazy, um, a lot more deathy kind of uh, rebels, you know. Yeah. The dissident rebels uh, that'll happen in that show, breaking that, but they'll bring it in and things like that, which is pretty pretty cool. Hmm. Um, so yeah, you you hear uh, uh, General Sandala being a page over the monitor because they're getting ready to go, um, and then of course when the battle happens over Scarif, you see the the ghost jump in next to. Uh, the Kalmarian crew, uh, flagship, mm-hmm. um, which is the big one that gets disabled and blah, 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 that Leia's on. Um, pretty cool there. The Battle Over Scarif um, has a couple different Easter eggs. One is the uh, the shield ring, the gate ring, um, is basically the same technology they planted on top on Endor to shield um, the Death Star 2 uh, when it was being constructed. Um, obviously, it can project a shield around a planet, so they just mounted it on a moon, and so they could project it around the Death Star while it gets built so no one could attack it because they made it bigger. And because they made it bigger and the, and the Rebels obviously are looking for it, they need a way to protect it. And mm-hmm. obviously it protected it because just like in this, you couldn't get through it once it was shut. You had to actually destroy it somehow. And instead of destroying a moon, you had to actually go on the moon and shut it down and return the Jedi. So kind of gives you those correlations into which is pretty cool, mm-hmm. if you ask me. Um Little things like uh, the Hammerhead Cruiser has been in a bunch of different things. Yeah. Uh, this is obviously it was more focused on in this, but and it's been in a lot of the video games and things like that. Um, mouse droids, obviously you see those are more widely used because mm-hmm. really you only ever saw them on uh, the Death Star. Um, yeah. So now you see them there on bases everywhere else. Um, new variations you saw newer variations of the Tie Fighter, which is the. Uh, planet-based ones, so TIE Fighters are more for um, space battles because they don't have directional, um, but when you're in atmosphere, you can't just turn on whim, especially with flat wings like that, because 
resistance would stop you from flying. That's why you always see them kind of buzzing slowly, and they're still decent on planet, but they don't turn as well. You see the new ones, which are um, called TIE inter- uh, Interceptors, I think is what it is. Um, but they're the flat wing ones that look kind of like an arrowhead. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you see their version of the U-Wing, which is a long-hauled one that the Death Troopers get dropped off in there. Yeah. You see that one a couple times, which is pretty cool. And those are the troop transport versions of them. You see the cargo version of the AT-AT, which is, that was pretty dope. Yeah, they're the ones, ones that have cool. the empty hole, but also yeah. have the orange thing in them, um, which you see Cassian and uh, uh, Jin with K2 drive, uh, fl- going in, goes from one the other I would have liked to see those coming out of the ground but then again it would have spoiled the whole coming out of the fa- out of the smoke thing yeah because I really want to know how the fuck you don't see those coming there has to be a big ass elevator that lifts them up because even if they went down like on all fours like you've seen them before like if you've ever seen them like in comics and stuff yeah you would see there's a giant like what looks like a metal camel just sitting on the ground well you would think that coming in as you're flying exactly in, you see the whole entire all the landing pads and stuff and you don't see any of those yep. things those so they have to come from huge. somewhere yeah they're not, they don't just like hide behind trees but oh there they are okay <laughs> be hilarious right behind those palm trees you see them poke out uh but those were devastating in this too because yeah you see them granted if you see them in empire strikes back you see them being used against the rebels as they slowly walk towards the um, the shield generator and the ion cannon on Hoth and they shoot and they blow up soldiers and stuff but these dude these things are walking right up on them and just blasting holes in the ground yeah. and it was it was intense my one of my favorite scenes though of those is you see them walking across the different the, from one pad to the other and the stormtroopers are in front of them and instead mm-hmm. of like running ahead they're just chilling back with them it's like nah cause uh, yeah. if you're shooting at us you're making a mistake. You need to shoot this, so I'm yeah. just gonna pick you off. Yeah, and it's brutal because it's like stepping. It's like, God, they like when he say yells out, "Bring the garrison out!" I was like, dude, these guys, these ten dudes are about to get fucked. But it's super dope. Oh, the U-wing is pretty cool too. Um, by the way, if you don't know, a uh, friend of our show, um, we've talked about him here before, John, who does concept art, actually worked on some of the designs for this movie, uh, but he. His design wasn't picked for the Ewing, but his design is in the Art of the Star Wars of Rogue One book. Nice. So that's pretty cool Very nice. um, in there, too. Um, and then it brings us to the end, ending of the movie. Um, cameo by uh, um, Princess Leia, uh, voiced again by Carrie Fisher. Um, but there's little things on there because you see her onboard it. You see it undock itself from the Calamarian cruiser and then jump to... But my favorite part about it is, and I, um, I pointed this out after I saw it the second time, is you see the Lucas version of hyperspace or of light speed versus the newer version. And what I mean by that, it goes from the dots to the straight lines versus yeah. the blue aura going around it. Yeah. And that's an homage to the original because that leads directly into A New Hope. And it's kind of, again, it's one of those visual bridges to it, which yeah. I thought was pretty cool. Um, but uh, you see, obviously... We don't see how uh, C-3PO and R2 got on board her ship, but they're there. Yeah. Because obviously the base is, uh, Yevon is being, not evacuated, but being ru- everyone's rushing to a ship. And obviously they get on some kind of cruiser uh, ship that goes and obviously jumps in after the Calamarian cruiser uh, docks. And then the whole thing happens with Vader and blah, yeah. blah, blah. Um, yeah. Do you guys want to talk about some of the recent released um, reels or stuff that was cut? Yeah. Yeah? Okay. I heard they're going to show what a Nerf Herder was. 
I seriously, I read that. I, like, I did read that. Yes, that, like the directors were actually going to throw a, a little scene in to explain what, what a nerf herder was and why that's Scruffy an insult. Looking nerf herder. Uh, no, the the only thing we could talk about really is that uh, from the trailers you saw, if you paid attention, you saw Jen running with the hard drive for the Death Star plans in yep. the trailers and obviously you watch the movie and you're like whoa that didn't no, happen. it doesn't happen uh, Cody can go into it much more deeply I know I saw that uh, after like the third time after I saw the trailer and watched the you know watched the movie and then saw the trailer again you know noticed that uh, but uh, yeah I don't know Cody go into so it. basically what Joe's trying to say is there's a lot of stuff from the trailers that people are noticing that aren't in the movie. And it happens a lot in every, every movie. Um, this one, obviously, is scrutinized a little more because it's Star Wars. Uh, but one of the big things is uh, that whole sequence where they're running, with the group of them, Jen and, and Cassian, uh, and even K2, um, you see them running with the plans from the invading forces trying to get away. Spoiler alert, that does not happen in the movie. They never actually make it out of the tower with the plans. They broadcast them up through uh, the now-destroyed shield uh, to the Kelmarin cruiser and then takes them, puts them on, sends them over, uh, and then downloads them onto the diskette, gives them to Leia, blah, blah, blah. So what happened was this. Um, production was heavy into it. They shot um, that stuff early because you want to shoot a lot of that action-y stuff way ahead of everything else because it's the most technical Mainly because you have the ATATs aren't real, mm-hmm. so it has to be digitally put in. So you want to give those people all that time to work around the real footage and add in what they need to take away what they don't. Blah blah blah. Um, CG and characters like K two, for example, who is not a real droid, uh, is completely CG, which they did an amazing job on because it's hard pressed to think that wasn't a real fucking like BB eight style droid mm-hmm. that was just turning his head around. I was like, "What's well, that?" Seems real. No, none of it's none of it's real. Nope, none of it. Oh, cool. Um, Alan Tudyk was amazing. Um, so basically, after that was done, uh, and they did a bulk of the shooting, there was rumors and confirmed that Disney greenlit reshoots many times due to the internet trolling. Uh, that usually is bad for movies. I'll give you an example: reshoots for Suicide Squad. That hit heavy because they had they had reshoots. That everyone's like, oh, it's they don't like what they got. They're trying to fix it. We found out later, in the instance of Suicide Squad, wasn't that they didn't like it. They actually liked it a lot. But they want there was some stuff they couldn't do because of the budget. They gave them more money to then reshoot things and add things to it. So it wasn't that they weren't happy with what they had. They liked it so much they wanted to give them more. Mm. Unlike what happened with Batman v Superman, where the reshoots were to fix things they didn't enjoy. They didn't like. They didn't think people would like. Yeah. This was um, actually nothing like that. So the reshoots weren't to add things. It was to change things, not because they didn't like it. It was because they changed the ending of the movie. So in an interview with Empire, Gareth Edwards was asked. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Um, what were some of the – can you give us some details of what this so-called original ending was? And so basically what it was, it was, it was going to be more of a – kind of a Star Wars happy ending. Uh, original Star Wars happy ending. Obviously, definitely not uh, Episode Seven kind of happy ending where one of everyone's beloved characters gets stabbed to the gut by his son. 
uh, that was more of a newer type of happy ending air quotes. Yeah. This had everyone survive. They got off the, off of Scarif. The plans were then given to Leia, blah, blah, blah. Right. Well, someone said, Hey, um, if they got off the planet, why aren't they more prominent? If they were so integral and she knows the, that there's a layout, they have the layout. They know that what's going on. Shouldn't they have been featured in a new hope? They should have been brought in on that whole thing. Yeah. That's the problem. In A New Hope, we were told that many Bespins died trying to get this, yeah. right? Um, so this is that's what this movie is about, is we have to get the plans, right? So they said, hey, you're right. We should probably change that. And they're like, but we like we can't just kill them all, right? And they're like, no, they won't let us do that. Like, Disney's not going to let us kill all of our main characters. So they went to Kathleen Kennedy and said, hey, this is what we want to do. She said, well, okay, so break it down for me. He's like, I want to kill a bunch of them on this last planet in the third act changing to what happens she goes alright well write me a treatment so they wrote her a treatment she said go ahead but I want all of them dead it's more of an impactful thing mm-hmm. he goes wait what she goes no go ahead and do it but they're all gonna die and it was very impactful and he's like wait really she's like yeah no go ahead and do it here's your money here's your time go go get your actors back and kill them off hmm so at this point they hadn't shot that ending yet, but they needed the reshoots had to be reshooting Jen and uh, Cassian and K two not being with the others on the um, on the on the ground running away from the citadel mm-hmm. towards a, a fleeing ship. Then they had to then recreate or then they had to then generate the whole uh, star destroyer falling through the ring gate to destroy it. Uh, because originally that was spo- they were supposed to disable it so they could then get in and open the shield to let everybody out. Um, but the d- difference was they they didn't sacrifice everybody. The Death Star shows up and then blasts the top of the Citadel, hitting the planet on the far side, causing the eruption and killing everybody. Mm-hmm. Originally that was supposed to happen, and they were supposed to escape, but then uh, they did the same thing to Jetta, and it's like, oh, they did this already? So they just kill them all interesting so he, he it's funny because he's like I literally cannot believe they just let's kill him because yes it's a it's a Star Wars movie but that doesn't really happen in Star Wars movies no it doesn't at the all the good guys get away every yeah. time yes one loses a hand or gets frozen carbonite but they it's a happy ending they but become you still know they get rejoined exactly yeah this they're like no uh, sacrifices were made and this is them mm-hmm. uh, to me one of the most disheartening was K2's death but it meant a lot. But it did mean a lot. He sacrificed himself. Plus, K2 was dope. K2 was pretty good. Yeah. He's, he needed to get away. K2 Adventures. Uh, but then also realize, they, you realize that K2 wasn't in any other movies, which obviously he could have been because he's a droid. Um, but, yeah. So I thought was a pretty interesting little uh, snippet about that. Mm-hmm. Plus, we're probably going to see a lot of those scenes on the Blu-rays and, and digital recently come out. So we will see those action scenes again. Because obviously... Visually, look like they're done because the trailers have a lot of that interaction. Like you can see ATATs and stuff in that battle, so we'll see them. Because really, if you look at it, it's just it's just the ones we the scenes we didn't see were just them on the beach. The rest of it we pretty much saw. Yeah. You didn't see you didn't see the Tie Fighter coming up in front of Jen as she's going down the the walkway. But they did shoot at the walkway again with the the um, Tie Not I want to say Tie Interceptor. That's not a Tie Interceptor. It's got a different name. I don't know. 
Executor, is that what it is? No, that's mm. that's Vader's ship. I can't remember. Uh, it doesn't matter. Um, but yes, yeah, so that scene was different. Um, but I did like the fact that Krennic got shot twice and still didn't fucking die. Right? Like, that dude's a, a legit bad guy. Yeah. I mean, other than the fact that the he technically got shot three times by lasers, the two, two of them were by hand blasters. The last one was a laser coming from a giant space station. Which, so far, no one has survived, by the way. Hmm. Especially a direct hit. Yeah. Um, Jeddah, obviously. That weird beach they blew up on Scarif, the top of the, the hill where... Or the top of the Citadel Tower. Alderaan's another good example. Um, the ships uh, that were blown up by the Death Star, that sort of thing. You know, little things like that. No one's really got, like, a graze by the Death Star and, like, said, Oh, man, that was close. So he wasn't yeah. gonna survive that third one. No, he tried though. He's like, "Damn you, Tark." <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing at the end of the credits, by the way. If you guys haven't seen it, uh, so and it's cool to go through and watch all the credits. I do at least once if you see it. Go ahead and stay through and look at all the credits. It's pretty fun, but it is fucking long ass credits. Well, yeah, because there's a lot of people that worked on this. Oh yeah. Um, and if you have a chance, uh, there's a featurette talking about locations available. So I think it's on YouTube now. Uh, it's on the if you own a New Hope on iTunes, you can watch as one of the added special features on a New Hope. Uh, they show the there's a couple Rogue One special features they talk about to different characters, but they talk about locations and the fact that like they filmed on real locations, not just in Pinewood Studios. So like uh, the the farm. <laughs> the farm we're on that that Jin's family's on is actually like in I think it's Iceland. Okay. Um, and like so actually real locations like the beach planet or ble- the beach uh, base of Scarif. Um, that's an actual real place. It's the Maldives, I think, is what they called it. Okay. I think, it was, I think it's what they said it was. Um, so like the real places they went to, which is pretty dope. Obviously, the ones that weren't real were things like uh, Yavin. Yeah. Don't have Mayan style temples in the middle of a forest they can shoot on. So. Pinewood Studios. Yeah. Um, But yeah, pretty fun. Yeah, it was a pretty good movie. Yeah, it was. I do recommend seeing it in 3D if you get a chance. Like I said before, hopefully your screening is better than the first time I saw it. It's nice and bright because it was drastically different. Yeah. Especially seeing it in the bad 3D than seeing it two days later in in good 3D. You can see the big difference in them and it's super clear. It's super, like, it doesn't jittery at all. Um, at least when I saw it, so. But if you if you don't not a big fan of 3D, you're not. It, it's not like Doctor Strange where like Doctor Strange is that much better in 3D because of the visuals. You're still gonna enjoy the movie tremendously in 2D. Yeah. And if you have a chance to see it somewhere with Dolby Atmos, do it because that shit was impressive. Yeah, that was pretty good. I've only seen three movies with Dolby Atmos. Uh, by the far, this was one of the coolest. Because when the Star Destroyer, Star Destroyer is sitting above uh, Jeddah City, uh, Jeddah City, and it, they call the evacuation, and it lights its engines up, the whole fucking theater shook. Yep. You just you just feel like this slow rumble, and you hear the engines, and it's the whole thing. You could hear stuff in the theater vibrating. The seats were moving. I was like, oh, that's some powerful sound right there. Oh yeah. Yeah, like IMAX level sound, but like a lot more clear. Yeah. So. It's pretty impressive, if you ask me. Enough goddamn speakers, at least. <laughs> right? Yeah. And look gorgeous, man. That wide format just... That's how movies should be seen. Yep. 
for sure. Yeah, producer's giving us that wrap-up sign. Yep. Anything else? No. Nope. Joe? Mike, anything else? No? Nah. Cool. That's it for this week's episode of Comes Naturally. We are Joe. Mike. I am Cody. And as usual, you fucks just came naturally. Hey, how do you get two donuts?